What was that, Ray? Whatever it is, it ain't blocking. Give me a break. You want a break? I'll give you a break. Me and Julius want to break. Wait a minute. Wait, just let, let them in. You get to rev once, just one time. I swear to God, I'm going to hit you so hard by the time you come to. Ooh, boy, you're going to need a new haircut. You understand me? <clears throat> Let's play, fellas. Yeah, let's play, fellas! Woohoo! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening! How are you doing? It's Bonzi and Kalna for week number three fantasy football junkies. Man, we are cruising right along. Kalna, how you doing, my guy? In life, okay. Fantasy, <laughs> so so. Yeah, you've had a brutal, brutal start. To your fantasy uh, football season, um, <laughs> is two of the leagues. I was very, uh, very just beaten. I mean, it wasn't even close. I think you almost beat me by double in, in one league. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to bring that up too much today, but I mean, you know, I, I think what we need to bring up though, guys, is that first of all, Spanky is not here today. Uh, he had uh, some other obligations, I believe. He's he's uh, auditioning for another podcast. But it's but it's all about food. I don't I don't get it. It's a food network. It's like a it's like a baking podcast. Did you hear about this? Yeah, it was something to do with uh, I don't know, like an English. He might be on that show for the the baking contest. <laughs> but it's also something to do with feet massages. I heard feet massages or foot massages. Well, I mean, actually, <laughs> unless it depends if they're an amputee, I guess. Oh so my foot massage. god. Well, I hope he. I hope he. I hope it goes well for him. You know, because I mean, obviously the the food one would pay him more money. So um, we're gonna miss Spanky today, but we'll take care of him. Uh, Kalna is gonna be uh, taking over the faux show on the hail no segment uh, today, um, and um, I'll be taking over the uh, spank box segment. Is that okay? Oh gosh, do you have to use his voice? Yeah, I'm gonna use his voice. I'm gonna sound just like him. All right, hey, so before we get started, let's talk a little bit about week two, man. Um, and, and, and let me, I mean, if you follow us on Twitter, I follow a lot of fantasy football people on Twitter. And the consensus, Kalna, <laughs> it seems like every single fantasy football season, like the best teams, the, the teams that are supposed to be scoring the most points that are like projected to score, like, you know, Let's just say a hundred, a hundred, and I would say a hundred and thirty points is a lot in our in one of our leagues. I would just say right, and then and and a team that's projected to score the most points, like a hundred and thirty five, a hundred and forty points. Those teams just they're not doing it, and they're not doing it bigly. Okay, do you like that word that I use for you today? Bigly. I do, I do. It's an honor of someone. So, I can't that. <laughs> so it's it's pretty. I mean, is is that? I mean, people are freaking out, and I feel like with my son. And, you know, this being his real first go at diving into fantasy football and really paying attention to it and really following it and really, you know, worrying about his players and his teams. He's it's it's week three right now. OK, but, but, but he's freaking out. I mean, like he's really freaking out already. I'm not going to win again. He, and, he, and, he, and he just had one. I mean, he had one bad week. And, I'm, and do you, I mean, I think we need to just calm everybody down. It's, I mean, you you know better than anybody, right? If anyone should be freaking out and, and selling everything on their team and trying to make these big, ginormous trades, it should be you from the the bad two weeks that you've had, right? Uh, I don't think it's irrational to think that way because I've been doing this for 21 years, and I'm freaking out. I promise you that. I just looked at my teams. 
I have out of the eight running backs, not not flex running backs, all <laughs> starters that you pick, and you you don't you pick those mostly really early, and you expect to just you know set them and forget them. I have eight starting running backs that have totaled out of my four big money leagues that have totaled one freaking touchdown this year. That's nearly impossible. That's insanity. And and Jackson, uh, it's not good to do, but I understand it because, like I said, I it affects my daily life. <laughs> it does, and and on the weekends it gets really bad. So you guys better, you know, I mean, maybe it would be nice. Um, for for Kalna maybe to have his phone taken away from him and people like Kalna to have their phones taken away from over the weekends because you do say a lot of things that you don't mean. You know that, right? I am very personal when it comes to <laughs> retorts like Bankhead. You know, I was trying to be an adult about things, and you guys tried to bury, bury me last Sunday night. <laughs> and it wasn't wise because I'm vindictive and I'm patient. <laughs> well, my point is, guys, it's only week two, all right? And you can freak out and you can go nuts like Kalina is. Uh, but but don't get, you know, you got you got to hold tight. You know, I, I would say you're free. If, if you are, what do you think, Kalina? You think it's, if you're 0-5, that's when you start pulling the, the, the strings on, the, you know, hey, man, this this is an emergency. I need to, I need to seriously fix something. 0-5? If you start off 0-3... The only caveat I'll say is we have an extra game this week, so playoffs start an extra week late, so you have time to catch up. So 0-3 isn't as bad as it used to be, but if you go 0-3, you better start looking to make some trades. Don't do anything out of desperation, but definitely start considering what can make your roster better. And I'm starting to look at my team, and if they're not going <laughs> to succeed in the red zone, I'm going to have to try to deal some some players that I might not want to or someone that's actually going to benefit me instead of stab me in the back every single Sunday. Right. Yeah, it's rough, man. You know, and 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 again, the injury stuff too is is so hard. You know, I was talking to my son about that too cuz he, you know, he's looking, I mean, it's hard not to look so far into these injuries and you can get burned on them like I was burned by uh in week 1, who was I burned by in week 1? Um Sermon. No, Sermon from San Francisco, <laughs> the running back. And I mean, it was just like you know, it was I think a, a ten forty five in the morning deal, and I just didn't see it. But it, I don't even think it had anything to do with injuries, though. I think it just had to do with coach benched him or something. I don't know. But you do have to follow closely on Saturday and Sunday. You can listen to us because I think last week we had somebody that we said was going to play. Was it Fuller? Are we, we going to go back to Fuller here? Was it was it me who picked Fuller to be a bust? But he, I don't think he even played last week, did he? No, Fuller didn't play. Right. In yeah. Houston or Miami. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, you've got to really watch it carefully. You've got to really, really, really pay attention to it. And we do this for everybody just so you have extra knowledge, maybe some extra insight and some thoughts and opinions on the players that you're thinking about. And I, and there's a lot. Like when we get to the uh, waiver wire and injuries, man, I mean, there's a lot that, that of players already banged up and big players that are already banged up, too. So uh, let's get to our show. It's the uh, Fantasy Football Junkies, week number three, start em or sit em. And again, you guys can tweet us. Just follow us on our Twitter. You can send us questions. We will pull some from the Fantasy Football Universe as well, but it's at Fantasy Junkies, the number one, at Fantasy Junkies one. Follow us, please. Follow us on Facebook. You can always send your messages that way as well. Personal text to Kalina, Spanky, or myself are good, too, if you have our number, which Krista and uh, Scott, they seem to use me every single week for their questions. And uh, I pulled some uh, from our Twitter account, and uh, my, my son's friend actually had a, a question for you. So, Kalina, I'm going to throw these to you real quick. This is start them or sit them. Uh, let, let's start off with my, my, my son's buddy, Carter. 
It's his first year doing fantasy football. He's in a league with, with my son. And he needs to start two of these wide receivers. So pick two out of these three. He's got DK Metcalf, Sutton, and Debo uh, this week. He needs to pick two. And, and I thought this was pretty easy, but maybe I was not looking at it close enough. What do you think? I think it's a great problem to have. He's got a, a good wide receiving core, whoever this kid is. Well, his number one wide receiver, you know who his number one wide receiver is? Is, is no. Devontae Adams. And I was like, golly, but his running backs are horrible, just so you know. That's usually how it works. Yeah. If, uh, if I, you know, if I'm picking, it's, uh, I think DK Metcalf's going to have his first good game of the year. You can't just depend on Lockett. Lockett's had two amazing games in Seattle. They're going against the Vikings. They have a good offense. It should be back and forth. And the idea for me is I have DK ranked a little above Debo this week. And I don't think you can not start Sutton after the week he had. So I would be going DK Metcalf and Sutton. Sutton had 12 targets last week, nine receptions, 159 yards, and a touchdown. That was for 22.4 fantasy points. I just think Sutton with Judy out in Denver is going to be the go-to. Debo's playing the Packers. Of course, you know, that could be high-flying. I think the over-under is 49 in that game. But just my first instinct and what I have ranked, I have DK and then Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I, and those are the two that I had. I mean, I, I told him it was a no-brainer. I'm glad you said that because I said DK and Sutton. A, a lot of what you said from Metcalf um, was, was what I was thinking. Sutton, like you said to a Judy, if he doesn't play. Just so you know, okay, um, the wide receiver, uh, Cortland Sutton, okay, might be a little banged up, but I'm telling you right now, um, he jumped up from, I think, not even being ranked in the top 30 as wide receiver. On one on one fantasy football rankings uh, website, they have him at, as the number 12 overall wide receiver this week in front of, and I think, you know, some of these are guys, again, because they're banged up, Amari Cooper, uh, Williams from the Chargers, and even... Uh, Justin Jefferson from Minnesota. I, don't, I mean, that's just they. I mean, wow. The, you know, he he does look good. So anyway, DK and Sutton. I think Kellen and I both agree on that. Uh, next question: Start him or sit him? This is from at Zyphon eight three one on Twitter. Uh, he's it needs to it needs to pick a wide receiver two spot. He wants to know if you start Galladay versus Atlanta or Mooney versus Cleveland. That's kind of a tough call. I think uh, either. Either of these guys are startable, definitely. I'd kind of prefer to start either one in a flex than in a starting role, but if that's where you got to start them, gosh, I would say I think the higher ceiling goes to Mooney because Justin Fields is starting in Chicago this week. Andy Dalton's out, and I just think they had a connection last week, but I think he would have had a touchdown. He dropped two balls from Fields. The field seems to like him. And Galladay is your a more trustworthy pick because I just think he's due for his – I don't think he scored a touchdown this year. He's playing a Ravens defense that can get at you. But if I had to pick – I would pick – my team, I would pick Mooney this week to start over Galladay. Galladay, uh, I just think Shepard is the guy in New York. And uh, Mooney, even though he is number two to Allen Robinson, he started off like garbage. Believe me, I got him. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sick of him already. But yeah, Mooney. I'd go Darnell Mooney. Well, I'm going to go Mooney too, just because Galladay. Uh, I think he set out practice uh, yesterday, and uh, you know his, his, his. I hate the letter Q in fantasy football. I really do, man. 
I mean, it's one of the toughest things to, don't you think, Cal? I mean, that, that, everyone's questionable, it seems like, right now. It just sucks. I got, in a matter of 12 minutes, 16, 16 uh, notifications. And I, and I looked at them, and it was all my players going from <laughs> healthy to, to, to questionable. All in 12 minutes. Yeah. I, I just wanted to walk away from it. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Wednesday practice is what a lot of people watch and a lot of people look at. And that's why us doing this podcast on a Thursday, again, we really want to preface, watch these updates because they will, um, you know, they, they will update, you know, every single hour, just like Calendar said, everything a, a minute. So, yeah, I'm going Mooney. Uh, I know Galladay, uh, you know, again, has a lot more chances, I think, if he's healthy, a lot more targets. But I like Mooney this week, so start Mooney. Um, how about this one from Twitter, at... Atif uh, K068, he's got to fill his flex spot. And again, I thought this was a no-brainer, but maybe not. Um, and, and we talked about it a little bit this week and and just how we under... I mean, everybody in the fantasy world, I think, didn't do Gronk justice, okay? But he needs to start one of these players in his flex spot. It's tied in Rob Gunkowski or um, DJ Moore from Carolina. Who do you start? That is a tough one also. I think Gronk is more of a touchdown-dependent guy. I think he's had two touchdowns in each game, so he's not going to score two touchdowns every week. And as you can see so far, what's playing out in Tampa with their wide receivers, there's going to be days the guy's left out. So first week it was Antonio Brown that had the big game. Last week Gronk had a big game and Evans had a big game. But, But Antonio Brown had one catch for, I believe, 17 yards. And so far, the most consistent of those three is uh, Godwin, and he hasn't had a big game. So just because of that, they're playing the Rams, who's a very tough defense. I would pick D.J. Moore this week. He's the alpha receiver in Carolina. He's had 19 targets thrown his way this year. Last week he had 11. He caught eight of them for 79 yards and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson seems to be the, the long ball opposite of him. He's only had four receptions all season, and D.J. Moore is the man. The only thing to fear would be that they get up so much that they don't pass the ball much in the second half against the lowly Texans. But I'd take D.J. Moore. Yep, there you go. I'm going to go D.J. Moore, too. And like you said, man, I, I've got Chris Godwin on one of my teams, and I've got um, Mike Evans on another one of my teams. And it's just you never, never know what's going to happen there. And, and uh, I mean, will, will Gronk catch a touchdown probably every single week this season? Maybe. But I'm not going to risk that. And uh, DJ Moore, uh, man, 11 targets again last week. Like he said, I mean, the guy, guy's talented. He's good. Go with DJ Moore. I think you feel safe and you get the points from that. Um, all right, so here's the the first personal uh, buddy or, or, or person that I know who emailed me. Uh, his name's Scott. He uh, asked, um, you know, this just coming down, you know, Justin Fields. We're going to talk a lot about him, when, especially when it gets to the booms or busts part of the, the show. Uh, he needs to start a quarterback, and you know he he said in his email, "I never thought I was gonna, you know, think of ever starting a, a, a rookie QB over Matt Stafford." But what do I do, Justin Fields or Matt Stafford? Who do I start? I mean, this would be my no-brainer. Uh, I would start Stafford. You know, Fields looked good in the preseason, but well, he didn't look too great last week in a relief role. I think he's got he could be a, a low end quarterback one for the rest of the year but i would just stay away that first week they're playing the browns the browns are going to try to keep him off the field by running the ball a lot and stafford is playing against the bucks and if you have you know like i said 
Staff, I believe the over-under, it is, 55-and-a-half. It's the highest over-under. So they expect in Vegas a lot of scoring in this game. Stafford's your stoic drop-back passer. Sometimes he's a statue. But the Rams, are the, uh, the Buccaneers actually have given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers this year, fantasy-wise. So I would start Matt Stafford confidently over Justin Fields this week. I would also start Matt Stafford over Justin Fields, but I'm going to dive into Justin Fields a little bit more later on when we get to the boom or bust, um, because I know there's a lot of people that have Justin Fields on their team. You know, even though you know we said you need to go pick him up last week, he was still picked. He was still carried on like 50 percent of teams uh, throughout fantasy football. But you go Matt Stafford. I think it's also a, a, a no-brainer over Justin Fields. He's rated number 10 overall through the uh, fantasy football universe. Um, so, you know, top 10 quarterback this week, I, I think you always go with that. And uh, Justin Fields, I think, just cracked the top 20 this week in the uh, fantasy football universe. So, last stardom or sit question, Kalna Krista, our buddy Krista, uh, wants to know. She's got a wide receiver three spot. She wants to know Antonio Brown or T. Higgins. And this one has injury, injury, injury written all over it. And Antonio Brown also showing up on that COVID list today. Yeah, that was very good. I got Antonio Brown, and he's a no-brainer, in my opinion, over T. Higgins if he's healthy. and it's not, If he doesn't have the COVID tag, and he actually doesn't have COVID, maybe it was a, a bad test. And He has two chances to test positive, though they say the window is slim for him to play this week. If he would test, I mean, not test positive, if he would test negative, he could still play Sunday. But if he doesn't reach that goal, then you have no choice but to start T. Higgins. But if they're both healthy, I would take Antonio Brown, but check to see if he's still on the COVID list. If he's out, you got to start T. Higgins. I think against the Steelers, that's a rivalry. Any three of the wide receivers in Cincy could have a good game. They could have a dud, but like I said, if he's healthy, go A.B. If he's not, you got to start T. Higgins. Yeah, you know, Higgins, I love him. He's on. I've got him on three of my teams this year. Um, and, and dude had a great game. Um, he got 10 targets. I just don't like Burrow and Cincinnati still. It just scares the crud out of me. He's banged up, though. Higgins sat out of practice, I think. Was it yesterday? I think he missed practice yesterday. Um, and it's a shoulder injury, and it's not good. Antonio Brown is the, I think he's the guy that just showed up on the questionable list because he's just a little bit banged up. They don't really know how serious it is. I don't think it was too bad, but the COVID thing does scare you a little bit too because, you know, you, you never know what way they're going to go. I also think that's a no brainer. You go Antonio Brown over T. Higgins, but I mean, I like T. Higgins. I do. I like him a lot. Um, but you're not going to start him over Antonio Brown if Antonio Brown is going, especially on that Tampa Bay offense that you already said. I think it's the highest over under. They, they expect a lot of fireworks in that game uh, on Sunday. So uh, that's your Stardom or Sidham segment. Let's now get into our Thursday night football focus. No one else does this in the NFL podcasting world uh, where we break this uh, game down. Uh, Kalna actually breaks this game down and gives you the uh, the big, big uh, names and numbers that you need to make sure you're paying attention to because some people still forget that there's a game on Thursday night football. Like my son, I'm telling you, Kalna, you know, we've been doing this for 20-plus years People just still, like if they're just getting into fantasy football, they forget there's a game every Thursday night. So this segment is very important to a lot of people who listen. So uh, great, great. I like this game. I don't know about you, Kalna, but there's a, there's a lot of fun to talk about. Gosh, I was thinking just the opposite. I just actually pictured a cemetery. Really? In my head. It just seems like a very, very plotting, boring, one-sided game. Really? I, I mean... 
to be honest, I, I mean, McCaffrey's a no-brainer for Carolina. You're going to start him. He's averaged 23 points fantasy-wise a game so far this year. He's doing everything. He's only got the end zone once, so there's going to be a game where he explodes and probably gets the end zone multiple times along with his, you know, what, 80 yards receiving and 90 yards rushing. Uh, so McCaffrey's an obvious no-brainer in Carolina. Robbie Anderson, he is, he's upset me. Uh, he's been on my bench, luckily, so far this year, but like I said, the first week he had one catch. Last week he only had three catches, and the only reason made him any route. Last week he was my one of my boot, my busts, and he busted. And I just think he could, you know, if he scores a touchdown, you're all right. But if he doesn't, he's not a target monster. But then you got DJ Moore. That's who I'd be watching. If you got DJ Moore, I can't imagine forgetting that there's Thursday night football. I, I mean, I, I I I guess I live for this stuff too much, but it's. It's great that it starts on Thursday, but then tomorrow, a terrible time if you have a bad night tonight <laughs> between Friday and Saturday having to wait. I just like to put myself into a coma, wake up Sunday morning and start all over again. But, yeah, those three from Carolina are the only guys. That, do you, Can you think of anybody else to start on Carolina besides their defense? So who did you say pro- again from Carolina? Give me the three, the obvious McCaffrey. McCaffrey, DJ Moore would be my the next highest on my list there, and then Robbie Anderson. So you're not you're not even looking at Sam Darnold. You're not even looking at him. I mean, I know, I, I know you don't start him if you. I mean, because he's not. I mean, but he he was one of the most picked up quarterbacks in fan. He had a huge week last week, and I, I mean, if McCaffrey, I hate to say this, if McCaffrey gets hurt, which it scared the bedoodles out of everybody last week when McCaffrey carried off the field, or not, he wasn't carried. He he, he came off the field, right? And my, I remember my son texting me like, "Dad, what's going on with with McCaffrey? Where is he at?" He ended up coming back and being just fine. But Sam Darnold was was huge last week. Darnold, I mean, if you're in a two quarterback league, he would be a lower end number two. But this game sets up after that first. I, I just, things do surprise you. The over under for this game was forty three. They don't expect a lot out of this. Carolina's favored by eight. It's in Houston, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't if you're if you're in a one quarterback league. I wouldn't start Darnold. There's got to be better free agents out there. So here, here's your first hail no or foul show. Are you ready, uh, Sam Darnold? And here, here's the thing too. You got to remember. Oh, the I play can't. action. The play action hurts the Texans defense, and they've been they've been burned. Seventy five percent of the completions allowed are on that play action, and Sam Darnold does that a lot with McCaffrey. And they say that his passer rating could be up to about 130 against the Texans. Okay, so I'm just telling you right now. These are the these are the stats that I'm I'm looking at. So, faux show or hail no, Sam Darnold throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Hell no. Not, that, that's not what I asked you. Hail no or faux show. Go. I can't, I, can't, I can't do it. Hail I'll say hell no. no. Just say the word like when it snows and it hails. Okay, it's okay. Hail no or faux show. Go. This is getting awkward. I can't do. I can't. You got to do, do it. Or we Hell can't no. continue the podcast. We'll just we'll end it. Hail no. Hail. Say the word hail. Like you just snow. said hail. Hail My no. My life depends on hail. Okay, so hail no. There you go. Very good. I like it. <laughs> oh man, my face is red. <laughs> All right. So Out of embarrassment. Let's look at the Texans. Okay, go, let's flip. Let's flip the teams here. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was thinking to myself saying that. That hell no like that. That upset me. Uh, Houston, I don't know if you start anybody on them besides Brandon Cooks, and and I would almost be afraid if you got a better options. 
because Davis Mills is their uh, third-round quarterback drafted this week. He's a rookie. He's starting. He did not look good last week. The only thing I'd say about that is when he did get in the game, he passed. He had 18 attempts. Nine of those went towards Brandon Cooks. And he had Cooks had 14 targets last week, nine catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. The first week he had 132 yards. So he's the main guy. Now, Carolina's defense looked great. They made Jameis Winston look like a rookie last week. But the one guy that you know will probably get targets, no matter what, is Brandon Cooks. So, I mean, like I said, Houston doesn't have anything. Mark Ingram, if you remember, he had that great first week because of game script. And I said last week, I think I also named him a bust, and he was terrible. I don't even know if he totaled five fantasy points. So Brandon Cooks would be the only guy from Houston I'd start. I mean, who else would you? Right. When I get to the uh, booms or bust segment again, we're going to talk about Brandon Cooks a little bit here just a bit. So would you like to tell all your close buddies from the class of 93 that they should just leave me alone now when I, when I, when I start somebody because they're going to just ruin them? I mean, would you like that? You could talk to them. I mean, no, I don't need them. to talk to them. I don't need to talk to them because that you talk to them enough, apparently, about the me that, I mean, you should be there and be like, hey, man, Bonzi knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm sorry. But Brandon Cooks would be the only guy that I start tonight. Marking, I mean, when we get to the bus segment, I boomer bus segment, I've got Brandon Cooks and Mark Ingram on my uh, one of those lists. Okay, both of them, and um, yeah. So I just think it's going to be a fun game because here's what I think, Calna. If you're looking at the team, you know there's going to be points scored. All right, and you've got to find that player sometimes. If if you're in a case where your 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 team has injuries on it or you've got players that just aren't performing, I always look at Thursday Night Football as that game where I'm like, man, who is going to be the one that scores all the points? Don't you ever, do you ever do that? I've gone to a level of, of uh, which is sad to say, sometimes if I don't find the game intriguing to bet on and I don't have another player that I already have in my starting lineup, I will consider starting someone that probably doesn't belong there just so I have interest in this game. Because this game... I've got Cooks in a league, and I've got Robbie Anderson in a league. I probably not starting Robbie Anderson, but I probably start Cooks, so I'll, I'll have some extra rooting interest. I, I just, it is tough to do, but it is good to start your week off with that Thursday night game if you can have someone that does something worthwhile. If it doesn't, then like I said, I want to be comatose until Sunday morning. <laughs> Well, here, here, here's the one I'm going to give you right now. You ready? If you're, because I'm looking at him, <laughs> Terrence Marshall Jr. All right, I'm saying it now. I'm not going to say anything else. Just go look at him, see if he's available in your league. All right, Terrence Marshall Jr. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I like that insight. It's actually, I, I mean, I wouldn't go out and just jump and start him, but he's got that Rondale Moore type of quality upside. And yeah. He might be the week that he breaks out like Rondale Moore did last week. I just think it's good. I, I I didn't have him on there. Yeah, I just think that that's the Thursday night football thing that you're looking at. You know, and and, and I've always done that. I've always been like, okay, who in Thursday night's going to score some points? You know, there's always that one player. So that's my player I'm picking tonight. And uh, let me ask you this, and this I'll let you off the hook. Okay, I won't ask you a lot of these, but faux show or hail no, Terrence. Marshall Jr. catches seven passes tonight and a touchdown. Hell no. Really? Really? You don't think he's going to catch seven balls and have a touchdown? If he went on a prediction, four or five (laughs) tops, 
seventy-something uh, yards. I, I he could get in the end if he got in the end zone to make it worthy as a flex spot, especially yeah. a deeper flex spot. But not he, he's not catching seven balls tonight. I don't think. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, moving on, biggest booms and busts for this week. That was your Thursday night football focus. And again, uh, don't forget about that. Uh, starting your players if they are on Thursday night game. Um, we'll start off with our booms this week, and uh, we'll pick each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and a flex position. Calna, go ahead and get started with your boom for this week in week number three. Who's your biggest quarterback boom? I am Matt Stafford. I think he's going to have a, a great game against Tampa. Like I said, I'm going to reiterate this. If you got your Rams wide receivers, I know Robert Wood has started off terrible this year. I have him, of course, in a league and Cup has been amazing. He's the number one ranked fantasy wide receiver. And Tampa gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. <clears throat> they gave up 300 yards to Ryan Deck. Prescott had 39 points fantasy wise against Tampa. I think Stafford sets up for just, they're at home. Tampa's coming from all the way to the East Coast out there. Uh, Matt Stafford, I think, is in for a plus 30 fantasy point game versus the uh, Buccaneers this week. Wow. That's a big boom there. Uh, mine is Justin Fields, Bears quarterback at Cleveland. We've talked about him a little bit here. Um, <clears throat> again, he's, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this week, but guess what, Kalna? It would not surprise me one bit if he was. Does that make sense to you? I mean, it would not shock me. And and I think the question marks now are, are already starting about this this Bears offense, and the guy can run. I mean, you see him when he gets in the game. I mean, I... I've seen him compared to Kyler Murray more than I've seen him compared to Lamar Jackson and uh, you know Patrick Mahomes and the way he throws the ball. So that's not a bad comparison. Um, and he's he is getting the start. Uh, you expect him to run. You expect him to, you expect him to get those rushing yards. That's where those TDs, Kalna, just seem to always you know come into a rookie's life. You know because they they run the ball and he does. He pulls it down pretty fast. So for now, I would consider him a low end starter. And all your one QB leagues, and if you're in a two QB league, which there are a lot, and if you're in a super flex format, you need to be starting Justin Fields at quarterback. That's my boom for this week. Who's your running back, Calna? I think it's time to take the training wheels off this guy. Uh, Don't even week, say it. Oh, I'm going to say it. I think you think. I think you know Saquon Barkley. Yep, I agree. Go, yeah, I love it. Eighty last week, he had 84 percent of the snap share. Mm-hmm. He had one long, uh, I believe it was a run about 40 yards. He had, you could see it burst. He had everything. He looked good. I think they tempered him a little last week. I think this is a breakout game against the Falcons, who just not looked good this year. I think this is a get-right game. I'd be wow. confident in starting <laughs> Barkley as a, as a uh, running back one or two. Buddy, this is the first one we've agreed on. I mean, this is. Our, I mean, I think this is the first one we've agreed on at all at a boom spot. I also have Barkley on my my boom running back spot. Um, and it's strange having to say that, doesn't it? It's strange having to say. I think Barkley's finally going to have a breakout game. It's going to be a big. He's due. I mean, you're right. He had that big 40 yard run. Um, they kept him on the field too, which is good. You know, I, I forgot what you said percentage of of snaps he was on the field, but it, you know, I don't remember a game where he was on the field that much. And I feel like this one versus Lana, I think it's a it's a big big game. Um, boom for wide receiver. Who's your wide receiver boom this week? I almost don't even want to say this because I really do know that some people I know, friends that listen, and they'll begrudgingly, they, they might take this advice. And 
he might even be available in some 12-man leagues. Marquez Brown. Marquise Brown, however you say his first Wait, wait, wait. For, Are you kidding the... me? That's our second. No. We agreed on that. Yeah. So that's my boom this for this week, too. <laughs> Do you, you have a camera in the home? <laughs> wow. That's weird because, I, I mean, I've known it because I drafted him, but he he seems to have come to his own, uh, you know, wide receivers. It's always been known that most wide receivers take about three years to really reach their, their peak, even sometimes four. And Mark, has, Mark he's been great since week 12 last week. I'm just going to run down. It's kind of boring. But I'm, I'm going to run down each game since last Last year, 16.4, That's averaging 15.18 per game since his last eight games. So he's in double digits every week since then. And I just think this week against the Lions, Lamar Jackson's going to shine. Mm-hmm. And I think his his main receiver is, is Brown. And it seems like they've gone away from Andrews. Uh, I think they said that. Lamar's only had one pass within the within, when they're in the ten yard line or closer to the goal line. He's only thrown one one ball, so he's he's more of a, a deep threat. He's he's his go to guy. They feel comfortable. They finally meshed, and I think Marquise Brown's going to have a boom of a week. Yeah, and and you pretty much said everything I have written down here. Um, especially if you're in a PPR league, this guy is golden. And let's just say this. Uh, I'm going to add something to that. I don't think I heard you say. I mean, you, you did say. I mean, he is going up against the Detroit Lions. The Lions struggled big time with Debo Samuel. They struggled big time with Devontae Adams. That's the type of receiver he is, and I think he's going to put up big points this week. He better be in your lineup. And you're exactly right. He might be somebody that is available. And if he's available on your waiver wire, I want to be a part of that league. Um, your fantasy football boom at the flex position. Who do you have? I know we're not going to agree on this one, just so you know. I'm certain it would be really weird if we did, and we'd need to have a discussion after the broadcast <laughs> to figure out what's going on. It really bothers me that I think this, but Miles Sanders from Philadelphia at the Cowboys next Monday night, Monday night football, is important to me uh, since I was a kid. And I think Miles Sanders, he's averaged 16 points. He's only played, he only played Dallas last year one time, and he had 16 points. He's averaging 16.5 touches a game. He has 80, averages 86 total yards a game. And this is, the, I believe, the third highest over under, 51.5. So they're expecting Vegas thinks that there's going to be a lot of scoring. And with Dallas's upside on offense, they're going to have to keep up. Hertz is going to have a good game, and I think he's going to dump the ball off if he's not running himself to Miles Sanders a lot. I think he has a chance to have a really really strong game against my Dallas Cowboys, which I have Sanders, so I'll be in some world of hell that night. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I knew we weren't going to agree on this at all because this is my actual first tight end spot that I have talked about on the booms or bust at any uh, position this year. Um, but for, I mean, I'm telling you right now, you said it a little bit when we talked about how much offense is going to be on the field with that Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. I've got tight end Tyler Higby as my big boom at a flex position this week. I've got him on two of my teams and I'm starting him in both of our leagues, uh, that I have him in. Uh, you know, he was, he was not good last week at the Colts. They only threw to him one time. I think it was like for, it wasn't even for 10 yards, but I, I just remember looking at him on this one team that I have to start a tight end in, in <clears throat> Calendars League. 
Um, but I, I expect him to rebound big time against the Buccaneers. Uh, remember in week one against Chicago at home, he had five catches for almost 70 yards, and he could put up, he should put up a similar stat line, especially on the targets, if not better, because Tampa Bay, they haven't allowed a tight end to score yet this season, and anytime I, you see that on a defense, you, you, I think they might just forget him a little bit. Um, I like Higby a lot. He should be able to get in the end zone, and he should get thrown to at least six or seven times. So Tyler Higby, a big boom um, for the Rams uh, this week. All right, let's go to your uh, bust for this week. Who are your bust, Cal? Let's start off with quarterback. To me, it's Trevor Lawrence, the rookie. He's uh, He had a horrible game last week. He threw for 118 yards. He had one TD. He had two interceptions. He has five interceptions on the year. He's playing like a rookie. Playing against the Cardinals, who their defense in Week One looked crazy good against the Titans. Uh, Chandler Jones had five sacks that game. I know Trevor Lawrence has the escapability, but I believe he's in for a long one against the Cardinals. So Trevor Lawrence is a bust for me. I like it. Uh, Joe Burrow. We mentioned him a little bit earlier. You know, I, I you know, I, I drafted him his rookie season. I liked the guy a lot. I think he's got a good arm. I think he's got good vision. Um, but but when you struggle, I mean, not the, the Bears defense is not like the big Bears defense of old, all right. And when you struggle, I mean, he he was bad last week and um, against the Bears, and, and, and barely I think threw over two hundred yards. I don't think he threw for two hundred yards. I might be wrong, but he threw a lot of interceptions, three interceptions against the Bears, and they were ugly interceptions. So if you've got Joe Burrow on your team in a two quarterback league or a flex, you know, super flex. Don't even think about Joe Burrow, uh, especially going against that Pittsburgh defense. Man, it's just gonna—I think it's gonna be brutal. And um, yeah, I hope he doesn't get hurt in that game. <laughs> All right, your running back bust for this week, Calvin. Mike Davis of Atlanta. He's just not looked good. They're playing at New York Giants, which doesn't scare me as an opposition. But Mike Davis. His first week, he had 8.7 points. I think he had 9.8 points last week. Fantasy-wise, that's not going to get it done. He's mostly drafted as a running back number two. I'd be hard-pressed to put him in a flex position right now because all of a sudden, Cordell Patterson, yeah. he's, like a, he's just he's had such a weird career. He's, he's, he can do it. How anything. old is that dude? I, I think he's 49, actually. <laughs> he's 49 next Sunday. Uh, but he's, he's, he's kind of taken some... Some carries away from Mike Davis out of the back. He had two touchdowns last week, and it's just Falcons just look like a mess. Yeah. Now this could happen. Mike Davis could. He, he does still garner a lot of targets, but to me, that's a good uh, good good chance to stay away from him if you have better options. Yeah, I think you need to stay away. My bust this week for a running back, and I know Spanky's not going to like this. Kareem Hunt. Uh, versus Chicago. I'm a huge Kareem Hunt fan, okay? And I've talked about him a lot and just how I would love to have him on all of my teams. But it is past 10 games with Nick Chubb on the field and Nick Chubb getting carries. Hunt has as many games with at least 14 PPR points as he does with six PPR points or less. That's not good. It's already happened in two games of season two. Hunt's a risky, risky fantasy option whenever he's in that number two role. He got 13 carries uh, last week uh, against Houston, but manages 51 rushing yards to go with uh, that one catch for two yards. Maybe he gets more work in the passing game. I don't know with 
with uh, Landry being out, but Hunt will likely have, I think, a small, small fantasy production against Chicago uh, if he fails to score. Uh, but the Bears also, you know, they held, you know, Bears held Joe Mixon, you know, and that, that was something. Against Chicago. Yeah. I mean, Bears held Joe Mixon to just 71 total yards and no touchdowns, you know, with 21 total touches last week. And I'm a huge Mixon guy. So, Chubb, as long as he's playing, I don't even know if you put Hunt in your flex spot. Oh. Sorry. Wide receiver bust, Calna. Who do you got? I love saying this because I don't like the guy. He made his fame off of one giant catch against my Cowboys on Sunday night or Monday night football. It was a remarkable catch. I enjoyed watching it a couple times. But it seems like since he left New York, Odell Beckham has just been a big crapper, in my opinion. And I like it because he just seems like an arrogant dude that just he, he personifies today's wide receiver, which just equals a diva. So does Antonio ultimate- Brown. I, I don't know why you're such a big fan of his then. I don't know. He's just a weird dude. He's a lot better. He's been a lot better than Odell Beckham. Beckham got, he he was marketed perfect. So Odell Beckham's coming off his injury. He's supposed to play this week. Landry is out. And that means Odell's probably going to get most of the, uh, most of the looks from that wide receiver position. But last year going back, he was hurt a lot. I think he played in seven games, but he only totaled over, over 10 fantasy points twice last year. He's a he's like a big boomer bust when it comes to that. He's not going to be consistent. I'd stay away from him, especially because we don't know how banged up he is. He can't seem to stay on the field anymore. So I would say Odell Beckham with a giant smile. All right. Well, you know, I hate to say this because I liked his. You know, his, I put Cooks in the lineup last week for a reason. This week, I'm putting Cooks out of my lineup. I'm taking him out for a big reason too. And and here here's the big reason. Okay, he might have. A big play, you know. You said it earlier, Calvin. You know, tonight, you know, he's the only guy. I mean, that really on that Houston wide receiver. I mean, that you're, he's going to get a ton of targets. I feel like, but he caught a touchdown from Davis Mills last week against the Browns after Mills took over for the injured. Is it Tyrod or Tyrod? I've heard it said many different ways, but Cook should see plenty of targets tonight again. Um, but the Panthers are going to focus on this dude, so they're not stupid. Um, so. He might be worth starting in a flex spot. Maybe. I'm not starting him. I'm just terrified of him tonight. Uh, but I would just lower your ex- expectations for this guy. Because um, Carolina's not a bad defense. And Calna talked about that a lot during the Thursday night focus. So my big bust is Brandon Cooks tonight uh, for Thursday night football. Who's your uh, flex bust, Calna? Gosh, how boring. It's Brandon Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the fact that we're on the same page at all. Because I really don't trust your mind. Well, I mean, I am uh, you know two and zero against you this year, so I mean, you should like my my abilities. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the only thing I say, like you said, he's going to get a lot of targets. Cooks could be a big bust though this week. Uh, top of my head, I can't think of another one to fill in. I don't like agreeing that much, but uh, you don't I like who he, too he, much. What's that? Who do you who do you say you didn't like too much? I don't like agreeing with you. Oh, I don't agreeing. like us okay. agreeing like this, especially on this segment. <laughs> okay. But. Well, my, well, let me let me talk about my flex then because it's another Houston uh, football player, Mark Ingram. You, you you talked about him earlier a little bit, and and it's just a guy. I mean, golly, uh, probably had his best game of the season, Week One against Jayville when he when he scored fourteen PPR points. Uh, went down to five last week against Cleveland. He should be in that range again this week too. I think against the Panthers. Because uh, Carolina just held one of uh, Kalina's running backs, Alvin Kamara, 
to just 30 total yards in week two. Would you like to comment on that, Callan? I was. He had five rushing yards on eight carries. Five freaking yards. And he was my number one pick drafted in one third. Third pick of a draft and fifth. That's what I'm talking about. I had an Antonio Gibson and Kamara in the same league. They told me 13 fantasy points. That isn't going to happen all year. So you people that think I'm going to be down all year like you just keep on shoving it in my face, wait, it's going to turn around. Y'all are in big trouble, but Mark Ingram's going to suck tonight. Yeah, he is. It's a, I wouldn't even put him in a in a flex spot, uh, you know, in a PPR league. I, I wouldn't. Even, I would not touch that guy. All right, there's our booms or busts uh, for this week, and now we're going to take a look at the waiver wire and the injury uh, updates. And again, we talked about it a little bit with the injuries, Kalna. Um, a lot of cues, a lot of red cues showing up all over on players, and it, I, I mean. I don't think there's much more you can say except for, look, this is a podcast playing on Thursday. Again, you need to check on Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday morning. I would check around 11, between 11 and 1130. You know, you check that 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 uh, availability of your player. Uh, you know, I guess I guess you should. You don't have to check tomorrow. You don't have to check Saturday, but you definitely need to check on Sunday, Kalna, right? Between 11 and 1130, you better be checking those those players that have cues by their name, don't you think? I check, but I also set my alarm. I mean, you get to check to me if you don't have anybody to replace them. You want to go to the family, you know, the, the waiver wire and possibly pick somebody up to replace them if you don't have the depth on your bench. But I check, and then I also set my alarm no matter what because sometimes I'm known to enjoy some adult beverages at night on a Saturday, <laughs> and I might not wake up as early as I should. So I set my alarm for 10.30 a.m. because that's when the injury reports start coming out. I just follow it religiously because right. there's been so many surprises over the years that's bit me in the butt. I used to fish a lot. I'd be out fishing, not paying attention, and then all of a sudden somebody you know springs up, he's out. So, so do yourself a favor. Take the time. I don't want to be gross, but we all go to the restroom. Use that time to research who's out, <laughs> who's going to start. This week injuries, the quarterbacks, Dalton, Wentz, Tyrod Taylor, Tua Tagovailoa, all are out. You got Antonio Brown with the COVID issue. I don't think he's going to be physically incapable of play. It all depends on that negative test. You got Amari Cooper, which is going to hurt me uh, just personally. His ribs might be too too hurt to play on Monday night. The only good thing about that is Monday night. But then the bad thing is you can't risk plugging him in there if you're not sure. So really, if you have Amari, keep up to date. Even go to different sources. Go to the Dallas. Morning News, The Star. I use publications like that to give me some extra insight that fantasy guys might not have. You got Josh Jacobs, which you guys just traded. Didn't you just trade Spanky, Josh Jacobs? Yeah, for, for Mattinson. And, and I'm going to get to that, too, when, when we get to my uh, injury report and stuff. Because... Uh, he, he's out with a toe. Henderson, Daryl Henderson might not play for the Rams. If he does play, he's banged up. Plus, you got Tampa's D, who shut down Zeke in week one. Uh, Henderson is somebody you got to keep up with. Eli Mitchell, he's got a shoulder stinger, but they said it's a little worse than a stinger, maybe a sprain. And then you got uh, Landry, who was officially put on the IL in Cleveland, so he's not starting at all. Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh's banged up his knee. They said he's improved, but that doesn't mean he's good to go. So keep a guy on those players. There's many others, but those are the main ones that I listed today. Yeah, you named a lot of the ones that I've got here. What I'm going to do here is I'm just going to name some names that you need to keep an eye on, um, especially uh, on Sunday morning while you're doing your bathroom duties, like like Calna just mentioned. Um, keep an eye on uh, Derek Carr. Uh, even though they say he's good to go, uh, the ankle, they said they just, they just don't know yet. Um, ben Roethlisberger, 
Keep an eye on him. He's expected to play, but keep an eye on him. DeAndre Swift, uh, limited, groin, but anytime you hear groin, you get scared. Keep an eye on him. You mentioned Jacobs, uh, did not practice. He's headed also, I think, to miss against the Dolphins. Uh, your boy, Austin Eckler, or is that Spanky's boy, Austin Eckler? I think it's Spanky's. Yeah. I got to I have him in the league. What did you hear? I don't hear nothing about His him. ankle, man. He, uh, he, he went full uh, practice yesterday. Should be okay for the Chiefs, but just keep an eye on Austin Eckler. Um, Rams running back, uh, Daryl Henderson also has got some rib problems. If he can't go, it's going to be Sony Michael. Uh, the Dalvin Cook thing is big. Um, it's big. Let's just let's just say it for what it is. It's big. Not only does he have this high ankle thing going on, he's got this shoulder thing going on. And they're being, you know, and, and this is where the tough part is. You know, Dr. Morse from the Fantasy Doctors, I, I, I follow this guy every single day, and he, he's done at least a, a, a one update on Dalvin Cook every single day. Uh, his, his update today was he did not practice yesterday, was wearing an ankle, uh, a high ankle brace or something. It was a wrap, but it wasn't a brace is what he said. That's what, that's what he said. It wasn't a brace. It was a wrap. But you need to go and get Alexander Madison if you don't have him already. And, I, and, and I'm making that trade with Spanky uh, this week. And hopefully he doesn't freaking... I can see him doing that. Couldn't you see that Spanky doing that? He's the one that offered me the trade and he's going to pull it off. He's going to say, no, sorry, change my mind. I don't know. I don't like the trade. If Jacobs comes back healthy, you're going to regret that because... I know. I, just, I, just, I think it was a desperation trade, and I think you're better than that. That's not a desperation trade. It's it's a dude. You know, I need if if because I went through the same thing with Cook last season. He was out for three weeks in a row, and I didn't have Matson. I'm not going to go through that again. Uh, you mentioned Elijah Mitchell. Listen, Chris Carson, non-injury, uh, was was rested at practice, and uh, Rashad Penny uh, isn't practicing either. Uh, wow, you got to keep an eye on Antonio Gibson too, guys. Limited in practice. They expect him to be okay for Bills. Uh, wide receiver. I don't like seeing this. DeAndre Hopkins ribs. Didn't practice, but should be fine for the Jags. Also, uh, A.J. Green, non-injury, uh, didn't practice yesterday. Uh, Marquez Brown, we, we talked about him. Limited, but he's going to be fine. Uh, who else here? T. Higgins, That's I, I like the guy so much, but he's considered day-to-day iffy for the Steelers. Uh, Sutton, uh, we talked about him. Uh, limited, but he's good to go, I think. Okay for the Jets. Um, let's see here. Who else do I have? Oh, you know what? <clears throat> Detroit Lions wide receiver Tyrell Williams. We haven't talked about him very much, but I think this guy could have been pretty good for Detroit. He's in a weird concussion thing right now, and it's it's not good because I guess the first two tests that you take, he failed them miserably. So if you've got Tyrell Williams on your team, you need to follow that uh, pretty close. Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. Dude is a talented, talented guy. Didn't practice. They say he's going to go... But they don't know how bad this knee is right now. You know, in back-to-back games, the dude's been hurt. So, not good. Um, Antonio Brown, we talked about him with the COVID-19 thing. You better follow him all the way through Sunday. Um, and that's pretty much all I had for the uh, the quarterback, wide receiver, <clears throat> and running back. So, waiver wire, Kalna. Who do you have on your waiver wire? Who are you looking at? You know, Justin Fields was the big pickup this week, um, as well as Cordell uh, uh, Patterson from from the from the Falcons. We talked about him. Uh, who else do you have on your waiver wire? Look 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 to pick those people up now. I didn't get them. Uh, well, one league I did get them, but in our league, someone picked them up. I was surprised considering it's a ten man league. KJ Osborne from Minnesota. 
he's been surprisingly productive as a number three guy. Matter of fact, so much so that it's made Justin Jefferson punch worthy. I'd like to punch him. <laughs> uh, but he, he has, first two weeks, he's had seven targets, nine targets, six receptions, five receptions, and a touchdown. He's somebody that's going to apparently play a big role in the Minnesota offense. Now, if Delvin Cook's out, yeah. Madison doesn't exactly carry the same load, they'll be throwing the ball out more, especially against Seattle. So that should be an up-and-down game. I believe the over-under is 49 in that also. So they're going to score a lot of points. K.J. Osborne is somebody, if he's still out there, go get him. Yeah, he was only, I think, picked up in like 3% of, of uh, Yahoo leagues and only like 2% as of yesterday in ESPN league. So that's a great, great pickup. Uh, one that I have here is Tim Patrick from Denver. Um, you know, the loss of Jerry Judy, uh, I think you talked about him a little bit. Obviously, leads. Did you mention Patrick? I know you mentioned Sutton, but uh, Tim Patrick, uh, I think it, it's just going to help him out. A big-bodied threat capable of getting on those uh, vertical passes, especially in the end zone. Uh, I would pick him up and put him on your, your roster. Also, uh, at quarterback, um, I mentioned Sam Darnold from Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, I was shocked, was, was only picked up in about 18% of Yahoo League's now, in a layup matchup against Jacksonville, we saw Bridgewater do exactly what he wanted him to do, put up points. Tallowed a rock-solid 26 for 34, throwing 328 yards and two scores. Now, um, the 0-2 Jets haven't really been tested by many QBs, having faced Darnold and Mac Jones, but this remains a unit that I think you want to target for fantasy purposes. Don't you think, Callan, any team playing the Jets, you might want to start players that you have on that team? I picked up. Teddy Bridgewater in a league as a backup. I didn't have a backup for Jalen Hurts. And usually I don't run with backups. But with COVID, I have a backup now in each one of my, my teams. Uh, I think it's very important. I think, he, I think he had 24 and 26 fantasy points so far this year. That's solid. Like we said, I think, in one of our preseason shows, if your quarterback can get you 25 points, that's a very good start for you. I have uh, also Derek Carr, you said, uh, you know, he's banged up, but he leads the league in passing yards right now. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and Daniel Jones, because of his legs, becomes a dual threat. Those are the three quarterbacks that, if you're worried about your matchup with your quarterback and you've got a lower-end QB, consider those guys. While well, I still have the mic, I'm going to say, uh, this is a very deep league, or if you're in the 12-man and they have extra IRs. I, well, no, he's not even on the IR. But if you have a deep league with extra bench spots, on Johnson was picked up by the San Francisco 49ers. And that running back, that whole thing out there is a mess. I had Mostert. He got hurt in a league. Then I picked up Eli Mitchell. I paid, uh, what I pay, 33 for 34 bucks in our league for him. And it's just been a mess. But Kerryon Johnson, he was a number one running back for the Lions just a few years. I think you owned him, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has the potential to go right away out in San Francisco, maybe not this week, but down the road, become a very viable starter for that very, very strong running game for the San Francisco 49ers. Yep, and my last waiver wire is also one that if, if it's a deep league and you're looking to, and you've got a, a spot open, you got a bench spot open. <clears throat> this, you know, broke earlier yesterday. The news about Jarvis Landry's uh, knee injury sustained in week two is going to result in him being placed on the IR now with with Calna's favorite Odell Beckham also slow to make his debut. There's major major voids in Cleveland's passing attack, and and I'm a Baker May, Mayfield guy. I mean, him getting popped and then I don't know if you saw what he said on the sidelines like you know I popped it back in you know we're good to go but this wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones stand out in training camp this summer targets haven't been there obviously he's only had two targets but he leads Brown's receivers though in total routes run 
Now, this is an opportunity-based game, and, and, and obviously, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, put the guy on your roster. I'm not telling you to start him at wide receiver, but Donovan Peoples-Jones. I love that name. And how was that cup of tea, buddy? Good? I like the potential. I love the name, though. Imagine if <laughs> my mom and dad named me Christopher peoples Calna. Gosh, damn, that'd be cool. peoples Calna. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I love it, man. So I think there you go, guys. Uh, th- th- those are some deep waiver wire injuries, and I think that's going to be the case throughout the entire season. So every week you really need to make sure you're listening to the entire podcast because we're going to be throwing out some names like that and uh, hopefully keeping you guys you know, on, uh, on, on the radar with who you need to watch, especially on Sunday with the, uh, with the injury updates that come out. So we're going to wrap it up. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. The spank box today is going to be Bonzi box, and I'm, I'm going to do my best spanky impersonation. Okay, I mean, I, you, you did a horrible job for the hail no in the faux show segment. So <clears throat> let me do my. <clears throat> I respect the American language, I, the English language. I respect it. Oh, don't get me started on how you talk. So here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be that guy who gets on a mass text chain where there's 19 guys on a chain and you keep texting over and over again on a Sunday 90 times the same thing. Don't be that guy where you're blowing up people's phones and, you know, you get blocked. Don't be that guy. Okay, yeah, we saw that pass. We saw that. T- we saw that. Don't be that guy that sends that message 19 times, especially if you're getting upset and, you, and you're losing to the same guy in your league in separate leagues. Don't be texting a bajillion times. You don't want to be that guy. How was that? You know, to be honest with you, it sounded like Gilbert Godfrey and Flavor Flayed had a kid. <laughs> Tone it down. A little deeper voice. All right. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I got to get spanky voice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So (laughs) I think that's going to do it. That's going to do it for today. Week number three, Fantasy Football Junkies. Again, thanks so much for uh, listening and downloading and being a part of it, Kalna. Good luck this week, buddy. I hope you get a win in both the leagues that you and I are in together. I hope you get your first win. I really, really do. If I don't, you'll probably see me in the papers. You're going to be that guy, aren't you? That guy. You're going to be that guy. <laughs> oh, you got to go deeper, buddy. You're going to be that guy. You're going to be that guy. All right. Have a good week, buddy. Thanks, Kalina, for everything, man. That's it. Done for today. Make your fantasy football winning a reality. Not a fantasy with the fantasy football junkies. See you next week. Bye.